What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Bud Tenders Podcast. It is me, Jarrell, and you know I got my road dog, my partner in crime, Rocky. What's the deal? I knew you were going to ask me what the deal was. I always do. You do, every time. Because you know it. Yeah, because <laughs> Formula One. <laughs> yes. What happened there? Ooh, that was a big dud. Ooh. Well, at least, yeah. Yeah, we really <laughs> thought it was going to roll in the dough in, right? Man. I mean... The I private jets were lined up like rockets. Yeah, yeah we did not see any of that our way. <laughs> I don't know how it was for other people, but yeah, we didn't see a whole bunch of traffic at all. I think that first day, like the practice day, kind of sent people back packing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, know. don't know, but it was decent. I yeah. mean, it was, and then we had MJ Biz. Oh, yeah, MJ BizCon brought out a good crowd. Yeah. As always. It, it was a good event. 100%. Um, definitely something to attend if you're one of those people in the industry and you're looking to get into cultivation a lot of equipment and stuff that's what it mostly is right yeah. when you first walk in that's where it's at like you know here's some pre-roll machines 800 of them and so that's <laughs> that's pretty cool but no i love it i think it's great and then you have all the networking I was stuff like, that's happening. the biggest part yeah the opportunity to network and meet new people absolutely yep. so i'm really excited right now though i'm going to be honest with you um i've been having some really great gummies <laughs> the last few days i think i'm enjoying it more than my nighttime smoke i'm not kidding you hey, it's really funny but let's talk about it yeah new gummy company coming into vegas right but not new because they're pretty much they're established. Uh, well, yeah, they're else, very yeah. well established. Um, let's welcome the team from Robots. Yes. Uh, welcome to welcome, welcome, guys. This Robots. might be the biggest team we ever had on the on a podcast. Yes. yes you guys came deep. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So introduce yourselves. Yeah. So uh, my name is Zach. I started Robots ooh, about ten years ago now. Um, and like you said, we've been around for a while. Vegas, Nevada as a whole, will be our fourth state. Um, so we're really excited to get in the market here and just continue to bring our quality gummies to the masses, essentially. Excellent. What, what other states are you in right now, or where'd you start at? So we started in Colorado. Um, 2015 is when we got our start there, and then um, 2020, we were actually the first gummy made and sold in the state of Missouri, oh, nice. and uh, we still have a really good um, hold there, um, which is awesome for me and a lot of our team, because a lot of us are from Missouri, so it's good to be back there. And then uh, Maryland as well. So that'll, that was our third, and then now, like I said, Nevada will be the fourth. Right on. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I was just like, I, what's, what's the story behind the name? Yeah, so the name, um, so I moved from Kansas City to Colorado in 2013, started making edibles and stuff once I got there. I was already making them in college um, back in Missouri, but um, got to Colorado, people really started taking to the gummies I was making. So at that time, I really, after eating a bunch of product in the dispensaries at the time, there was nothing that was consistent in terms of dosing, tasting, or any of that. So really started putting more of a focus on the gummies when I saw people taking to those. And then um, ultimately from there, I was like, I need to develop a brand name and all the things that go along with, you know, potential successful business. So I got online, found some robot candy molds. So we initially had a cute little robot, three different little robots, <laughs> and I was putting BHO into the gummies at the time. So. I just went ahead and put B-H-O into the word robot, oh. and that's where you get the spelling R-O-B-H-O-T-S. So um, I've always said the H is silent, but I've also said as long as you eat the gummies and like them, I don't care if you call it robots, Rob Hots, whatever it is, as long as you like Rob Hots. Yeah, we've heard all the names, but 
Um, a lot of people still remember those initial robots, especially in um, Colorado. So it's kind of fun to still have that. You hear people occasionally go, oh, I remember when that was the robot way back in the day. So yeah, it's been kind of a fun journey. Are there any flavors or any like unique processes that you guys do that set you apart from other gummy um, companies? I don't know if it's, I mean, really, we, we just focus on the consistent product each time. So we never rush batches, really focus foremost on getting quality ingredients in. Um, we use all natural flavors and colors. So I think that's a big thing. We also put multiple flavors in each pack too. So if you buy our pack of gummies, like some of the other brands, you're not gonna be stuck with a pack of 10 blueberry gummies yeah. or something. You're gonna get some flavor variety within our packages of gummies. Um, so I think that would probably be our biggest thing and we do seasonal flavors, which I don't see a lot of nice. companies doing So um, for example now in Colorado We have one called granny's pie and it's a pack with peach cobbler gummies and oh. apple pie gummies oh. We mix those together <laughs> and we, we have people asking for them all year, but it's like no, that's our seasonal, you know So I mean those are always a good seller. So yeah, um, I do enjoy um rosin gummies and i think that that's something that's sought after especially for somebody like me who has a real high tolerance totally. on gummies you guys get pretty high on your dosages yes in um, other states we have to be limited yeah, here regulated. yeah nevada no fun but um <laughs> colorado and missouri um there's really no limits on the dosing so colorado we were kind of the pioneers of the higher dosing edibles in a way um, we were the first one to do a 500 milligram gummy pack and then the first to do a thousand milligram gummy pack um, and again each of those are big variety packs we do 20 gummies the biggest dose we offer in a gummy is 50 milligrams um, just because they're pretty small about the size of a rectangle off a hershey bar so we don't want to put so much rosin or distillate in there to where it starts compromising the good flavor of the gummy too so yeah you, I, I was gonna say you guys maintain the taste quality mm -hmm. really really well because a lot of rosin gummies do not taste yeah. great you taste yeah. that rosin yeah. <laughs> or even like the distillate I'm like a lot of distillate gummies are horrible yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's been a process but um, a lot of R&D in that initial recipe and now you know with that recipe we've made tens of millions of gummies so mm. it's pretty tried true and tested at this point now it's just trying to expand into new markets and get people eating them did you folks have any struggles when you first got into the industry oh, trying so to get this launched it. off? <laughs> yeah. I was telling them on the way here, I'm like, don't let it be all rainbows and sunshine. Like, let them know. Let them know how you saw. No, we know that yeah. we know that there's happen. a process to these things. Uh, so yeah, it was it was nice initially when I was just making them at home, you know, and at the time it was just starting to go wreck. So you know, we were just taking them to events and passing them out and trying Straight to get our name out there as much as we want yeah. <laughs> you know doing pretty well for ourselves and then i met you know the guys down in colorado springs and we decided to you know make a legal venture out of it they had a kitchen license they weren't using and those first two and a half his eyes just got huge <laughs> the first two and a half years were pretty slow going you know because at that time you know colorado was pretty well established already in 2015 when we were really in 2016 really trying to hit the shelves and it was medical only where he started yeah so he was already in a place where it was limited yeah, so that was tough you know everybody was going for the rec boom and we were kind of stuck doing medical being in colorado springs so we just kept pushing forward doing what we did and eventually you know word of mouth spread enough to where we ultimately were the top selling gummy in the whole country in 2019 and 2020 on the medical side um but i mean definitely in 2016 and 2017 there were some scary times where it was like man is this even gonna work but you well know, in those two and a half years he's talking about being the chef the the bottler 
the labeler, yeah, was the, one the delivery show. guy, I would the come, collecting invoice, three or four yeah. days a week, you know, do yeah. all the packaging one day, deliver one day, then spend the weekend, you know, counting money, getting the bills in, and doing all that kind of stuff. So it was a grind, but it worked out. Yeah, making our own T-shirts, doing a little bit of everything just to try to get save the brand as much out there and save as much as we could. So, what would you say like the biggest hurdle you had to get over was? Yeah, I mean the, the regulations in each state have been tough. I mean, but really everything has been hard. Um, yeah. But I, I would say the packaging, and then really just trying to keep up with the regulations, especially as we try to expand into new states. I mean. It's like now we're trying to send labels to get approved in different states and then they'll change the compliance. I mean, I just had to do some for Maryland the other day because it said four or more hours and it needed to say four hours or more. And it's just oh, like, just random petty. stuff. Yeah. So now it's just like trying to make sure we're staying on top of that to making sure everything's compliant. So, but I think initially it was just kind of trying to get that initial momentum to get enough of a following to, you know, kind of keep committing so much time to it. So yeah that makes sense i've noticed that it just becomes very costly like i've been in retail all over the place and cannabis it's like it's super costly because you've already created something they've approved your packaging design you're like yay and then your disclaimer's off yeah. now you gotta re redo all the labeling again it's just, have you guys noticed that that is a, like, that's an issue because I know that you guys must be spending oh, yeah. a lot because everybody's laws and regulations are different. Yeah, well, when we first launched Legally, we got these really nice Mylar bags and we were super excited for them. And by the time, you know, we approved the design, they got made and shipped to us. In that time, they had already changed the regulations to where we couldn't even use those bags. So that was kind of a bad hit out of the beginning and ultimately got to where we were just buying in small batches labels where we could print our info on and that kind of kept costs down, not having to commit to tens or hundreds of thousands of units. Um, but since then, you know, in the last few years, uh, we have brought all the printing in-house. So now we're printing our own labels and we're just buying the blank containers. So now if there's a regulation change, I just change the file and we just print it on our new label and we're not confined to, you know, like, 200,000 of this bag that now are useless because there's a regulation change. So we try to get as flexible as possible with it Thanks. to avoid issues just like that. Yeah. So. Which state gave you the most trouble? Uh, right now, probably Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, because um, they're, I mean, we have pretty much the same packaging in every state. Um, you know, we kind of tried into tied into the 80s and 90s kind of patterns and colors and things like that. Um, but now Missouri came down and said you can only have two colors on your packaging, solid colors, and you have to have marijuana be the biggest text on the whole packaging. So, I mean, it's just real random stuff. People just write That's rules crazy. that um, <laughs> don't make any sense. But you have a big disclaimer, and then cannabis has to be this size, <laughs> yeah. font 11 points. Well, 22. <laughs> it's weird when you get like a pre-roll or something and the marijuana takes up like half of the tube and you barely can see the strain or where it was the actually turps or oh, yeah. that harvest <laughs> day. All the important stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like they want to have marijuana so big. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, obviously. I know what I this is. I'm buying it. Dispenser. Yes, it's, exactly. Yeah, so. that's ridiculous. It is crazy stuff. Like I mean, that's when you get when you have like non-consumers making all like the exactly. laws and regulations and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Since it's like edibles, what has been your biggest success? story I mean I know the customers must have been giving you folks feedbacks on these gummies um, definitely well the CBD His mother <laughs> yeah. my, I feel like my mother-in-law has been yeah she's I mean she's just the biggest supporter of Zach from you know from start to where we are now um, 
I'm Sierra, Zach's my husband. I met him when he started Robot, so I've seen it from its infancy to what it is now. Um, and it's always like, oh, it's so great. We're in these states, and you know things are looking good, and we have you know hats and stuff. And it's like, but it's been it's a struggle. It's an ongoing like hustle, if you will. You know, it's yeah. it's uh, it's definitely tough. But we do. I think the motivating factor is the patients and the cu- the consumers. It, it definitely is because I mean, my biggest thing when I started, like I said, I wanted just a consistent quality product, but. I mean, there's so many prescriptions being written in this country. My whole thing is if we could get people trying something different or trying a consistent quality marijuana product, let's get people off prescriptions. So we get a ton of emails from people that eat like our CBD products. Colorado, we have a really high 10 to 1 um, and some other options like that, really high 1 to 1. Uh, but we get a lot of people, you know, I've got off this, this or this prescription because I'm using your products. But yeah. as far as success story overall, I would say without a doubt, it's our Robots Plus Nighttime. And we launched our Robot Plus line in 2019. Um, and we started putting cannabinoids in with our gummies nice. in those lines because a lot of companies make dissolute gummies and call them Indica or Sativa. And, Oh. It's yeah, exactly. Right. It's not like your stomach gets it and it's like, oh, the package said this was in <laughs> Instead of doing that route, um, what we did is just start putting CBN into our nighttime product. Yeah, we have a um, option with or without melatonin, but we wanted a measurable dose. So a lot of ones you'll see 25 to 50 milligrams total in the package of CBN. We put 200 in there so the patient can actually or a customer can get an actual measurable dose of that cannabinoid to see what the effect actually is and that product is head and shoulders above all our other products in terms of sales in every market and honestly when I first made it like Sierra was saying my mom is a huge supporter of us but she couldn't sleep they lived in downtown Kansas City there's all sorts of traffic and stuff outside their window so I you know started working on some gummies she came out, got some, and she's like, these work tremendously. So that's when we rolled it out full time. I was like, if they'll make her sleep, they'll make anybody yeah. sleep. And yeah. we have definitely heard that feedback. I mean, we get emails and calls all the time. Like, when we started this on dispensary's the out, where can I go get them? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just sell really fast. Like, you just got to try to call or see when they're getting a delivery in, yeah. um, which is kind of a good thing, but also a bad thing. It's like you wish we could, you know, get you know to everybody that needs it yeah i can't tell you how many people we get like i had you know in the last couple of months like a 60 plus year old blind lady had called me and she was like i'm moving to florida can i get your gummies there and it's like no she's like can i take them with me i'm like i can't say yes Um, and you know can you ship them to me no like and it's just it's just so heartbreaking she's like you know i know so many of my friends you know and most of my life i've lived unhappy and this and that she's like this is like it brings me joy i enjoy my life i can get things done and now i'm moving away and i can't take them it's like ah it's just so heartbreaking um and even in you know missouri like my in-laws living in missouri before that passed and like my father-in-law is a full-time electrician um so he's got normal aches and pains and then he's also experienced vertigo and he eats our gummies on a very small dose like five milligrams throughout the day and it helps him um with aches and pains helps him with his vertigo and it's like it's just not available everywhere for people to to experience that um but we get so many good feedbacks um we started on the medical side so we really we've gotten tons and tons of feedback on that and that's kind of too why like our big thing is like the high dose the multiple flavors because it's like the people relying on it don't we don't want them to get burnt out on this one flavored pack that every mm-hmm. night of their yeah. life they're yep. eating you know so it's like yep. we, we really take that to consideration yeah. um 
So especially I've, too, like you were saying with the rosin gummies in Colorado, yeah. we're really doing a bunch of that and we're changing the rosin in those batches and, and some of those matching, you know, flavors with those cannabinoid or terpene profiles. Um, so that's kind of been a, a nice transition into that rosin market too, like you were mentioning. Because mm -hmm. I think that's where it's really going in a lot of states that are a little bit more mature than some of the newer states. I mm -hmm. mean, you just see rosin taking off. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, was it personal preference that made you lean into, like, rosin instead of distillate? Well, um, when I first started, it was BHO, and that's just really all that was around. Mm -hmm. um, and then distillate, when we first got distillate in Colorado for the first robot test batches, it was $24 a gram. Which, for comparison's sake, now it's two to four dollars a gram yeah. in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, it's definitely come down a ways, but we were actually making rosin gummies in 2017 in Colorado with some really, really good hash, but nobody wanted them because they tasted like crap, and mm -hmm. people were like, "We just want these distillate ones that." Because <laughs> that know, was revolutionary really at yeah, the time. 2016 the was like no. Edibles were pretty taste. new at the time, so but now there's a lot more availability of rosin in Colorado, and there's a lot more really quality manufacturers. So what we do there is we kind of we'll find a good manufacturer, we'll put their logo on our stuff, kind of do a co-branded oh, nice. product, limited release, things like that. Uh, the gummies are delicious, and and they're billowy. I like that. I like that they're like the consistency is more squishy. Um, as opposed to like a gelatin, a real heavy gelatin gummy, mm -hmm. which is kind of nice because consistency is important. And I I didn't think flavor was going to be that important because I'm a consumer of cannabis, right? And I more so lean on the effects. But man, it is important. Like now that I consume edibles quite often, the actual taste and the ingredients that are used and things of that nature... They will deter me from purchasing another package oh, yeah. of gummies. What would you guys say is like the feather in your hat? Because you guys are very popular um, in the states that you're in. What would you say was like the defining moment for you folks? Like this is the feather in our hat. This is why this puts us, you know, leaps and bounds above other gummies. I would say probably when we rolled out the high dose pack years ago. Because that really took it from where you were just getting 100 to 200 milligram edibles to where now there was a 500 milligram option and it tasted, you know, just as good or really close to as good as the 100 milligram options in terms of like the green or hashy taste to them. Um, and people really went nuts with those. I mean, those sold like crazy to the point mm. where we had to redo them and roll out a bunch of 1,000 milligram packs. Um, so I think that was probably our biggest, you know, kind of move take us you know give us a bunch of momentum toward the top i would say also i feel like one big thing that like is hard to talk about or like that you're not like we're not necessarily highlighting all the time is that like we're really a small team mm -hmm. so we're a super small team family and friends owned and operated so it's like we're just scrappier you know like Juana's out there doing a lot of things they have a big team it's like that's great and what we're doing is, is something different you know and i feel like there's there's so much room for that like you know a lot of people shop small and local mm -hmm. um and i feel like in each market that's kind of our thing it's like we start getting into the bud tenders being their favorite the locals favorite and it's like after that who else do you need to please you know it's like they're selling on the shelves um so i also feel like that's a big thing too for us it's like we're just a really small team um you know we got ryan and jake here they've been here since the very beginning of robots 
Um, and so they've seen it from its infancy, all the struggles. One thing I, I thought of too is the taxes. Mm-hmm. Oh man, oh, yeah. do you guys talk about the taxes? All the time. Yeah. 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 We're not going to be able to buy this week. Yeah. <laughs> but we got you. In about uh, January, I don't know, 15th, yeah. get back to us on that situation. Because yeah. it is true. That, it that is. is one of the yeah. things. Yeah. Start scaling back. You know what? Let's reach out to this vendor now. Let them know that we're not going to be able to purchase. Yes. But damn you, government. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. yeah. Would you ever, or like, have you ever had to like, like, um, like not go into a certain market or state because it's like their regulations were too tough and it might compromise your consistency or your brand i don't know i would say that it's probably more um where zach was alluding to earlier that each state has a different set of rules so it's navigating the packaging rules it's yeah. navigating the cash flow rules it's you know those types man of there's one state too i can't even i can't re- i'd have to think about which state it was but their limits were so low it's like how can you make profit on New York is that? a 50 milligram unit when you have to have all these packaging regulations too so yeah. like how can you sell something at a profit when you're putting such a small amount of product into it um, so some things like that and i think it was alabama or one of those southern states they were moving to put in a regulation where you could only make peach or pecan flavored gummies and it's like Pecans. So, so that's in the, I want to say that was Alabama or Georgia. So, you can make licorice what? or. Well, that's the number of licenses each state and, you know, the counties and the number of people. I mean, that can really make it tricky to yeah. whether it's worth it. Like you said, because everything's so front loaded. Yeah. Not only is it front loaded with what you see, but it's front loaded as far as lease agreements and licensing agreements, all that cash layout happens, you know, years before you ever can sell one product. So you got to put out a lot of money before you ever have any expectations of making anything back. Oh, yeah. And in some cases, like early on in Colorado, we applied for a license where we put up the money and they kept it. Wow. <laughs> so got to love like, that. The money's just gone and then we applied into a different location because our... our first place that we applied for the license was in Fountain, Colorado, and then we eventually got the first our license in and bought out another store, and that's kind of how we got started, and then eventually mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a nightmare stories happen. Yeah. <laughs> so the regulation has, not necessarily regulation, but the tax consequence has uh, restricted us from being in Arizona right now, yeah. for example. We would have been, two years ago, had a deal down there but the partner that we were going into uh, licensing with didn't understand the same tax consequence structure that we understood at the time. And it was just too much risk for us to enter into, even though it was a market that we were determined and still are to get into. So um, we have been slowed definitely by the industry uh, muddy waters really when it comes to the regulation and understanding the tax consequence. Yeah, absolutely. What would you guys, what piece of advice could you give somebody coming into the industry that, hey, I want to start a gummy brand because honestly, every time we have someone on and, and they're 
product is really, really popular, the fucking struggles, excuse my French, just to get on a shelf is ridiculous. So what piece of advice do you think you could give folks that are like, hey, I think I want to get into the, you know, edible business? Be ready to work nonstop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially yeah. like the first couple of years I was with her, it's like she was about to leave me because all I did was work. I didn't have any time for anything. I was 100 hour weeks every week. Um, but I mean, if you've got a good enough product and you believe in it and you're ready to put in the hours, I think anybody could do it. I think timing, you know, is a big part of it. I'm pretty, Your partners. Yeah, I'm pretty fortunate and lucky that I was there in 2013 right as it was getting going. I definitely think it would be more of an uphill battle now, um, given how there's, you know, legal cannabis in 24 states or whatever it is. So, um, but like I said, if you got a quality product you really believe in and you're ready to work, I think you can make it happen. And I think they're making it increasingly harder for the smaller people to get yes. involved. And mm -hmm. I think that's what's frustrating because Sierra was alluding to the fact that we're a small group, a family group, and that kind of stuff. And for us to be in the position we are now is is less likely to continue to happen for other people. And I think that's frustrating, you know. Yeah. Um, you see more and more of these big corporations buying everybody out and kind mm -hmm. of taking over. And, you know, and a lot of them are pushing their own gummies, and we're seeing that in some states, even in um, Missouri, where a lot of those vertically integrated companies are trying to do their own gummies and then coming out and finding there's still a place for brands like Robots. And we hope that we can, can kind of continue to buck that trend, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of competition, so I think you have to have, you know, a lot of stay in power. You have to, you know, not give up, kind of like Zach said, I mean, it's constantly you know, was putting in effort, whether it was making them and having to go sell them and deliver them and come back and then worry about packaging changes. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's just a lot of times during that time where you want to give up and you can't, Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. And I'm sure that the struggle is real in the marketing portion of that, Sierra. Yeah, I was going to say to our team, like, we have a really solid team beyond just, like, the ownership kind of upper level. We have all the way down to the bottom, like, very, very solid team. People have been with us practically from the beginning um and i feel like that loyalty and support where you're going has made it so much easier for us to like be on this trip here launching in vegas and knowing that our kitchen back home is, is still going things are still happening um and and we don't have to question that so i feel like that's huge too it's like getting with the right people yeah, you got to choose the right team which is yeah. tough in this day and age. I mean, when we were trying, I mean, pretty much everybody we hired is still working for us. We haven't really lost anybody. Um, they just stay working with us. But we opened up interviews six months ago, and we couldn't even get people to come in for an interview. And it's like, we let you smoke weed and play basketball on your breaks, and <laughs> we buy you food and drinks, and you watch TV at work. But yeah, so it's. Well, it's just the industry's tough, too. Yeah. It's like how much people want to get paid, the economy oh as a whole, God. how much people yeah. need to get paid, you know? It's like beyond it's just tough. once. And then also experience, you know? I feel like in the Colorado market, it's it's extremely tough on the medical side right now. I feel like there's a huge squeezing out of that going on right now. Um, and especially for me, like working in a medical store, I feel like I have a lot of passion for that. And so it's super frustrating to see. Um, and where I was going with that, I'm not sure, but well, power to the medication. Well, yeah. <laughs> One of the things she's talking about, though, is key is we did have dispensaries and grows, so I think we understand that side of it. So we always try to um, really kind of cater to the needs of the dispensaries as well to kind of yeah. make that better experience for the consumer. Some of it's just in the packaging, you know, how you have to mark the packaging once it comes in from the dispensary side. So we always try to be really mindful of that, too. Right. 
And what I think that the disconnect I always find too is like, you know, when you know we're trying to do this in the legal way, we're trying to be very careful about what we do and how we educate people because I'm sure that that's a part of the whole edible aspect mm-hmm. of situations is how are you going to present that to the market? How are you going to present that to the customer? Right? And it forces people to have to continue in the legacy market because of the for taxes right people just can't afford cannabis even if you lower the price of cannabis down and we're noticing that in states is just the prices are driving down but you're not seeing that uptick and that upswing um at all and so it's kind of it sucks in that regard because it does force people to do that the problem with that is is you folks know since you work and you have to make sure regulation wise you're putting everything on your packaging what's out there in the market and how bad those edibles can be in the legacy market. So not so much with the flower. I mean, I, I know a lot of people that um, are cultivators that can't get into the industry because of like um, just trouble that they got into yeah. at some point in time in their life. But I know it's hard situation. And I mean, I'm sure that that was a struggle for you folks. Did you have any like major issues with like dosaging and making sure, hey, these are 10 milligram gummies and they're going out in the market? I'm sure that that's something that we kick around because I hear that that's just a really big issue for a lot of um, edible companies when they're first starting out is like, hey, we have to get this correct and i know it's math but you guys can educate us a little bit more on that yeah um so we've got a formula that's pretty you know at this point proven and it's pretty much just based on how many gummies we make per batch um how many gummies we make per batch and we have a really good relationship with all our labs we're actually trying to establish one here in nevada now but we're very clear with the labs on the front end you know we're getting this distillate to make edibles. We're not putting it in a cart. We're not putting it in a, you know, dabbable gram or the rosin, whatever it be, rosin or distillate. We want the right number. We don't want a high number. You know, we just want it to be accurate. We always tell them, we're going to send these edibles right back to you. So make sure you give us, you know, a valid, good result. And that's always worked pretty well for us. Um, Cause you know, get the oil tested at the same place. You get the gummies tested. You generally can eliminate any hiccups or the variances in the different testing labs. Cause even now as you know we're however many years into this industry and you know there's testing labs in all these states there's still so much variance in the testing lab a lot of the labs have different processes that they do they all have different formulas for that you get their final numbers Um, so you can definitely have a lot of variance there so it's pretty key to find a quality testing lab and really open up a good door of communication with them to make sure everybody's on the same page about what you're doing and where you're going do you think that that's an important factor to bring to the table when you are sourcing, um, you know, different concentrates? A thousand percent. So we actually, I mean, we're obviously well established in Colorado, but anybody we get oil or dislit or rosin, whatever you want to call it from in Colorado, we, you know, have them send it to the specific lab we use and, you know, that's where the gummies end up going. Um, and we've always had good luck with that. Like I said, we're trying to open up those doors of communication here in Nevada too, just to make sure, you know, we never have any hiccups or issues. Because with our gummy process, like I said, we've made tens of millions of gummies. We're very confident in it. We've never failed a homogeneity test just outright. So um, we're, we're pretty comfortable with our numbers. I mean, even in Missouri, our very first batch of gummies we made, they came out to 10.05 milligrams a unit. So. Mm. 
our process is is pretty much fine-tuned where it needs to be as far as the dosing it's just now finding a lab that can back up your results that's a piece of education that i did not know i yeah. swear to god there's like, so much intricacies into that in different labs and like you can in colorado you can tour some of them so you can literally see like there's different processes and for example in oklahoma when we were starting there we had the oil tested at the lab and then we made the gummies sent it back to the lab and they came back and said these are seven milligram gummies and i we went to the lab and I talked with them. I was like, this is the numbers you gave us. And I, you know, I can't remember the numbers, but say it was, you know, we used 100 grams. You said it was 80%. We have 800 or 800,000 milligrams of cannabinoids here when you convert the grams to the THC and the milligrams. And then we're like, we made this many gummies. They should be 10 milligrams a piece. And they kind of all look at each other and like, let us go run our numbers. We'll be right back. They came back out five minutes later, not having done any more testing or anything, just looking at their numbers and they said, your gummy's now 13 milligrams. And I'm like, That's I don't want it to be high. I want it to be accurate. <laughs> I'm like, you're right, you're right. Let us go work our numbers again. They came back five minutes later. Now the gummy was 26 milligrams. So now like, Yeah, so it's yeah. like, how, how is that possible? So now you're telling me for my original 7 milligram gummy, I put over 300% more oil in it to get to 26 milligrams or whatever it was. So it just makes no sense yeah. sometimes. So it's important to have a, like a... A trustworthy lab because For they can sure. cost you a lot of money if For they fuck sure. open up. Yeah, that's For crazy. Sure. You gotta hold them to the flames. Yeah. And like the delivery, the turnaround time, all of that is huge because we're in Colorado. It's like we gotta keep these par levels. We have consumers that are expecting, um, you know, X amount of products and units and if we can't get our testing back in time then our production facility is waiting for that to get labeled and like Orders you, you have to really yeah that that's also a big dance mm. if you will for the whole thing to to work out yeah so what's what's um what's your tolerance like <clears throat> how many milligrams you take in the dose now yeah, or so usually? I, yeah i mean it was like <laughs> 10 to 20 but the last month while i've been out here training a new kitchen we've been <laughs> You know, doing some testing. <laughs> That's probably 75. I'm feeling good. 100. 100. Uh, really knock me out and stick me to the couch. How much do you take at a time? Honestly, I'm there too. Like, I normally, we're, we're flower smokers. You know, we still like our vape pens, you know, every once in a while, joints. Um, Zach used to be a big dabber, but like, yeah, for me, it just got too much. You know, mm-hmm. it's just too head high. Um, but yeah, so so I usually don't partake in too much edibles. I like to keep it at like a 20, 30, 40 milligram, you know, just a little afterthought, keep some of my purse, but yeah, right now it's like 75. Cause we, we do Squishers in Colorado, so it's a liquid filled gummy. <sighs> Squishers. Yeah, so it's two flavors in one, meant to be very similar to like a Gusher. Yeah. Uh, so it's super delicious. Those um, are 25s. Yeah, and the medical ones are 25s and we do 10s on the rec side. But the 25s, the three of those are at 75, and they're tasty. You want to eat more. Yeah. That's the dangerous so part. So tolerance, yeah, it goes <laughs> yeah. up. I was going to show you. These are the rosin ones that we do. Oh, nice. That's this like packaging is nice. Yeah, yeah, so those are labels I was talking we can do in-house, too. So. Yeah, let me tell you, my guy, do not underestimate. Once they get here, do not underestimate the robots, because um, I, I'm a 50-milligram person, so I'm like, I'm going to do this safely i can have 60 i was like you know what i'm gonna do this i waited about an hour that it actually came through i was like yes this is great around bedtime i was like i'm gonna take one of the 25 milligram gusher ones 
cough that word out for you. <laughs> so it was great, right? So I, I'm going to tell you, I've been having great, great sleep. Um, and even when I took them before sleep, it was a really great high. I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I swear I had like that whole moment. So I think that you're going to find once you try them here in Vegas um, that, that it's going to be a really great high. Don't underestimate the high for sure because let me tell you, they're coming with a vengeance right here. I'm really great gummy um, and flavor flavor quality is amazing. I like how they have different flavors because I, I don't know if it's me or I don't know if I'm tripping, but I feel like a lot of companies use like certain flavors for like indica like you see an indica it's always like gray or blue raspberry or something like that yeah. so having different flavors like i think that's that's different for sure you won't yeah. see that too often out here no no yeah that's important they not they like do the dark light yeah. to dark uh to is always like lemon yeah. stuff yeah. like that yeah. it's bright citrusy you're gonna have yeah. a nice high sure. um but no i like that too I like that there's a variation of flavors inside of the package too. Nah, 100%. As well. You got to be different. Man, we appreciate you guys coming on. You yeah, actually yeah, thanks for having us. Nah, um, 100%. Before we get you out of here, though, we have to know what y'all been smoking on. Ooh, so what we actually have with us is some green dots, a uh, flower from Colorado, some purple fruit, and some stuff like God, What's the other one? Tickle. Monet. Oh yeah, single source slap and tickle. That's all the stuff from Colorado, and then a cut above too. It was stuff. here when we got here, yeah, so we smoked. Yeah, of course, oh, yes, of yeah. course, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, right. Course. Yeah, we do everything above board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, was a, it was a very accommodating Airbnb, and it was just there when nice. we showed up. Yeah. So nice. But yeah, it's they're they're so good. We've I feel like we're you know we're all at the place where like in an immature market you get a little bougie. Like okay, this flower's good. This shit's blunt weed. This shit's like if you gotta feed the family. No, we're taking that. <laughs> you know? So like now we're at the point where it's like, okay, we used to go to this one shop because their flowers premium, but it's like they're so far away, and the price is right, but it's still so far away. So like right next to home, literally like two minutes from our house, we have a dispensary. It's like, oh, so Green Dot. I mean, they're just they do they do concentrate and they do that small batch flower, and it's just, it's just so fire. It's probably the best flower in Colorado. Yeah, Green Dot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. So we made some rosin with their products. Yeah, we've made some gummies with their rosin, so... Nice. Hell yeah, hell yeah. What are you guys smoking on? Uh, I've been smoking on something called Strange Haze. Um, has a ton of, like, terpenaline. Serene? Awesome. Yeah, serene, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I love really, that. Yeah. yeah, the terps are always crazy on always. the serene flower. Yeah. Is that what that fat blunt is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what you been smoking on, Rocky? So, I tried... I kept hearing about Super Boof. And I was like, oh my God. Is that from uh, Greenway? Or who's from from? Greenway Greenway Medical. So I'm like, I will get up off the couch to to get a new strain that I know is going to be the smacker, right? And if I'm getting more than one really good, uh, let's just say a good source is going to tell you, hey, you know, try this out. Super Boof, I highly recommend. Really great flavor profile. Wonderful job, Greenway, <laughs> on that yeah. for sure. So people were right about that. What you guys that. been smoking on? Well, we've been all out here, so a lot of what they Whatever they got. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the place where Sierra's saying they go across town, I usually get a lot of stuff over there. They always hook me up with that. Cut mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, Did you try any Vegas? We like 30 joints the other day. In we got some stuff from Solaris a couple weeks ago. 
Okay. Um, we haven't done too much shopping this trip. Yeah, we really haven't done a much. We're waiting on Shane to bring us some more. Yeah. They, the <laughs> sacred pre-rolls are really, really good. The infused. I haven't tried those yet. Oh, my gosh. They use THCA. Oh, okay. So I kind of like that. Yeah, you don't... It doesn't, don't like, kill the, yeah, yeah. The, to the taste profile of the flower. So, and the high is just really nice. And I think those are 0.75. So mm-hmm. if you all are out and about and you want to get a nice little infused pre-roll, Sacred's got something good going on. Their mm-hmm. Cosmic Runs is really, really good. Okay. Yes, okay. try that. Um, we want to thank you folks for listening to the podcast. If folks wanted to find out more about robots in their area, what's the best way to do that, Sierra? Hit us on Facebook, Robots Nation. We got Instagram where we're at Robots Nation as well. Or we got robots.nv for all the the latest Nevada rollout and uh, products to come. And then each state as well. So Robots Missouri, Robots Colorado. And Excellent. RobotsNV.com. Oh, Maryland. Robots Nevada. Yep. So, and that's already up and running. Yeah, Check yeah. that out. Check that out, folks. You get a little bit more education on what's coming into Vegas. And it's a new product. So get excited about that, right? Yes. Yes. And it's an edible product that's different. I highly Quality recommend it. Product. Uh, I I mean, they wouldn't be on this show if I didn't recommend <laughs> that shit. So please be checking out. That's what you should be looking for in the next upcoming, upcoming months. Um, they actually had a pop-up. Uh, most recently at Sanctuary, so oh, nice. not even in the industry, but getting the word out, and I think that that was a great move Smart. too. So um, you're gonna want to check them out. I know they're gonna be at that Sanctuary. I, I'm gonna just say they're gonna be at that Sanctuary Dispensary. So check that out, folks. We are always at www.highbudtenders.com forward slash podcast to listen to the fo- podcast forward slash forward slash shop. What's wrong with me today? <laughs> uh, to per- pick up some of the merchandise that we have. Um, and we do have some new things available. So check that out. We want to thank you folks for listening to the podcast. And as always, stay, stay high. high. About tender. Make it, I'm saying. I said I love my 